The Ghost Host, Victor Geist, Madame Leota, The Hatbox Ghost. These are but a few of the 999 happy haunts that reside throughout the haunted mansion. Sitting near the bank of the Mississippi River, this antebellum plantation home features a variety of rooms for every occasion. There's the stretching room, the portrait gallery, the corridor of doors, the seance room, and the ballroom. Each of these areas contains its own dedicated set of frightful specters. But perhaps the most treacherous of all these former mortals resides in a dusty corner of the attic. Surrounded by heirlooms and scattered memories, this ghost makes her presence known to all who dare enter her eternal domain. With a flowing white gown, a sharpened axe that materializes out of thin air, and a twisted demeanor that does little to mask her murderous past, this spirit evokes the chilling story that precedes her. This is the bride of the haunted mansion. Howdy, folks. Your attention, please. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hello, and welcome to Discoveryland. My name is Victoria, and I will be your guide on this adventure through yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. For over 50 years, the Haunted Mansion has stood out as one of Disney's hallmark theme park attractions. It has delivered fright after gleeful fright to millions of passengers brave enough to board its doom buggies and explore its inner sanctum. But its story has not always been consistent, nor has it been obvious. As with other Disneyland attractions, such as Pirates of the Caribbean, it is up to guests to piece together the story and fill in the blanks using their own imaginations. In the Season 2 episode of Discoveryland, The Story of the Haunted Mansion, we discuss the background of the attraction and the story that was laid out by Disney legends and Imagineers Ken Anderson, Rolly Crump, Yale Gracie, Claude Coates, Mark Davis, and Xavier Atencio. It started in the late 1950s when Anderson's earliest concepts pitched the story of Bloodmere Manor, which was a haunted house that would serve as a walkthrough attraction. At its center was a character called Bloodmere, a sea captain who had recently taken a bride. An unexplained tragedy befell one or both of them, causing their spirits to haunt Bloodmere Manor. A variation of Anderson's story revolved around the Blood family, whose beautiful daughter, Priscilla, was to be wed to a sea captain named Captain Gore. Ultimately, the wedding did not happen due to an unidentified, horrific event. For 150 years, the ghosts in the manor had been trying to complete the ceremony on what would have been the anniversary of the wedding in order to lift the manor's curse. 
While the exterior of the haunted mansion was completed in 1963, the attraction got put on hold as Walt Disney's Imagineers got busy preparing for the World's Fair. When their attention returned to Disneyland, Walt tasked them with continuing work on the haunted mansion. The Imagineers then presented their ideas to Walt. One of the concepts that stood out to him was the artwork of Rolly Crump, who came up with an assortment of strange artwork depicting anthropomorphic objects. Walt liked what he saw and decided that the Haunted Mansion needed a post-show, which would be known as the Museum of the Weird. Eventually, it was decided that this concept was significant enough to warrant its own attraction, but that fell by the wayside after the passing of Walt Disney in 1966. In the meantime, Claude Coates and Mark Davis continued working on the story of the main attraction and fleshed out concept art and character ideas. The Haunted Mansion was still intended to be a walkthrough attraction, but one that would focus primarily on the environment and special effects rather than a straight adaptation of Anderson's story. The bride remained an integral part of the attraction, however. Davis created various pieces of concept art for the Haunted Mansion bride. In one, she was part of the portrait gallery, appearing as a forlorn bride who transformed into a corpse bride. In another, she appeared as a cheerful-looking specter with a ghost dog, whose chain-link leash she held in one hand and a candle in the other. A grislier concept portrays the bride holding the candle in one hand, but holding her disembodied head in the other. Yet another showed a different bride holding the candle once again, but clutching a black cat in her other hand. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. Rap on a table. It's time to respond. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. The haunted mansion that resulted from the years of concepts and evolving ideas was one that implemented bits of all its iterations. Elements of Bloodmere Manor and the Museum of the Weird were incorporated throughout the attraction. It went from being a walkthrough to being a ride, utilizing the Omnimover system created by Bob Gurr. Claude Coates had been gunning for a more serious and scary tone for the mansion, while Mark Davis was more interested in a spooky but funny approach. They met somewhere in the middle, with the first half of the attraction focusing on the environment of the mansion, and the second half focusing more on the characters and the wacky ways the spirits were living their eternal lives. Exitensio focused on the script of the attraction, which did not tell a specific story, but rather provided dialogue for the narration by actor Paul Fries, as well as the dialogue for the various ghostly characters. And central to one of the key scenes in the Haunted Mansion, of course, was the bride. As we have seen, 
the backstory of the Haunted Mansion and its Ghost Bride evolved throughout the years. For the final attraction, the backstory was not quite provided, but if you look carefully, perhaps you can find a few clues, such as that hanging skeleton in the stretching room. Could he be the bride's husband, having taken his own life when he found he couldn't be with his bride-to-be? It's not clear, but a little research into the matter makes a pretty good case for it. Not to mention the 2003 film. When the Haunted Mansion opened in 1969, the bride who inhabited the attic was not the same one you see today. In fact, there have been multiple brides who have lived in the attic. Special effects have been changed, the soundtrack has been altered, and most notably, the Hatbox Ghost was removed just days or weeks after the attraction opened, only to manifest once again 45 years later. The original Haunted Mansion Bride took after Davis's concept art. She was a petite figure wielding a glowing candle in her right hand and a bouquet of white roses in the other. Her body was a translucent blue, and her veil and dress appeared as clear plastic drapes. Her face was gray and resembled that of a skeleton, not too dissimilar from Davis's concept art for the portrait gallery bride. Her eyes glowed, as did her red heart, which beat in sync with the soundtrack. This original ghost bride stood to the left of the track, near the center of the attic, near where we see the ghost playing the piano today. A translucent plastic sheet draped around her. When the hatbox ghost was removed from the ride shortly after opening, the bride was relocated to his spot. In the late 1970s, the original bride was replaced with an updated model. And like a different piece of Davis artwork, she now sported a blacked out head. Her eyes glowed almost menacingly, and her heart pumped brightly for passers-by to see. This bride's dress and veil were less translucent and more sheer and shimmery in appearance. The candle and bouquet props were also replaced, with her bony right hand gripping a larger glowing candle and her left clutching a pink bouquet. It is possible that the main body of the bride was the same one, and that only her head, wedding gown, and props were altered. In 1995, the bride transformed yet again. While her body appeared to be the same, the bride's head was replaced with a blue head with more prominent, doll-like features. And again, her veil and dress were changed, as was her bouquet, for a more elaborate design. Of course, her eyes and her candle still glowed, as did her beating heart. At one point, her veil was pulled over her face to give her an even more ghostly appearance. At this point, the entire attic scene was refreshed as well. It was not until 2006 that the present incarnation of the bride was installed. Concept art created for this reimagining of the bride showcased a more assertive and dominant appearing ghost bride, one whose backstory was more prominent. While the attic always had a hatbox theme, even after the hatbox ghost himself was removed, allusions to a hatbox theme were always there. For years, ghostly heads popped out of hatboxes as doom buggies passed them by, and the shadow phantom playing the piano very much resembled the hatbox ghost. But this New York concept art showed hatboxes and swords around the bride, with one of them even containing a disembodied head. 
While no disembodied heads made the final cut, the hat boxes are there, and portraits of the bride with her multiple husbands can be seen leading up to the bride's appearance. These portraits show her husbands with heads, and then suddenly, the heads vanish. Why? Well, when we get to the bride, who had now been placed to the left of the track just before exiting the attic, we find that her intent is very obvious. The new bride, widely known as Constance Hatchaway, is an animated projection on a mannequin. Her veil and dress appear to flow around her, and her more realistic face menacingly expresses various lines hinting at her horrible past. Here comes the bride, as long as we both shall live, for better or for worse. I do, I did, in sickness and in wealth. You may now kiss the bride. We'll live happily ever after, till death do us part. This dialogue makes it pretty obvious what the bride has been up to. An axe materializes in her hands, alluding to the things she has done to her husbands. This version of the bride also ties into a moment seen during the stretching room portion of the Haunted Mansion, when one of the stretching portraits showcases an elderly woman holding a rose and sitting on top of her husband's gravestone, which reads, Rest in peace, dear beloved George. The gravestone contains a bust of a man with an axe in his head. Was George one of Constance's husbands? That seems likely. The Constance version of the bride completely changed the tone of the attic and even altered the theme of the attraction to an extent. Before Constance, the previous brides were creepy, but also could have been interpreted as being forlorn and lost. With their candles and bouquets of roses, they appeared as if they were longingly awaiting someone. Constance makes it quite obvious that she was a black widow bride who murdered multiple husbands. This particular story deviates from the original story by Ken Anderson and Mark Davis and the other Imagineers who played a role in bringing the mansion to life. It also is unique from the story in the 2003 Haunted Mansion film, which may have its own roots in the original intended story for the attraction. Of course, the Hatbox Ghost being permanently added back in 2015 is a sort of final confirmation of the things Constance has done. But as it stands, it is a strange bit of story to add to the middle of the attraction before the great big fun finale. Despite the changes that the Haunted Mansion has undergone over the years, it largely remains intact as it was upon its opening in 1969. The attic scene has certainly undergone the most alterations, especially with the addition of Constance Hatchaway, the Black Widow Bride, in 2006. But it is still the Haunted Mansion that is beloved the world over, with iterations at Walt Disney World and Tokyo Disneyland.
It is Disney magic at its finest. A 51-year-old attraction that remains one of the greatest in the world, famous for its high level of immersion and delightful wall-to-wall creeps and hot and cold running chills. Of course, it also presents an alternate take on what comes next beyond the realm of the living. And for some, perhaps seeing the Haunted Mansion's grim grinning ghosts having a grand old time in the afterlife offers some level of comfort. And if Disney can make a topic as taboo and morbid as death and the afterlife seem appealing, then clearly Disneyland is fulfilling its mission as the happiest place on earth. There's no place like Disneyland, and around every corner of the park is some hidden history waiting to be discovered. I hope you'll join me next time for another adventure into the vibrant history of the Magic Kingdom. I'd love to hear from you. You can write to Discoveryland by emailing discoverylandshow at yahoo.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at discoverylandshow and on Twitter at discoverylandvc. If you're so inclined, please rate and review Discoveryland on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon.